When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the southernmost point of door to the lands of always winter and what is west of Westeros and the shadows in the east, all the way to Mordor in Memoriam City and anywhere, anywhere else you want to go, we got your fantasy covered. I'm Ken Napsuk, along with Alden Diaz. He's here. We're live. We're taping this live. If you're listening later on the podcast form, we're just going to hang out here, do a little fun Q&A, maybe talk about what got us into the series. Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting time to be a... Uh, House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, Rings of Power, Willow fan, because a lot of things in the rearview mirror, but a lot of things ahead. So, uh, Alden, first of all, for this little uh, hang episode, how you hanging, man? Oh, I'm hanging. I'm hanging. You said interesting time. It's a uh, it's a time of impatience. I'm like already chopping at the bit for more of these series, and I have to remind myself it's only February. So, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we have casually talk, so I can still feel like I'm in it. Because if we didn't have this. And we didn't have each other to talk to and our friends, then <laughs> oh. this weight would be miserable. Hold me, Alden. Hold me. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I I, uh, I, I really enjoy uh, doing this every week. We had to take last week off for some schedule reasons, but I was thinking about that. Like, without, you know, I like Stoke of the Flames because we got a lot of time to wait between shows, but there's still a lot to talk about in these worlds. And we, we, we keep teasing some things we're working on here. You and I both have some life distracting us here, but... Uh, to all of our cast and talk listeners and fans and, and supporters, we really appreciate it. Uh, um, we got uh, some some things we're cooking up here, and, and, and you know, like Hot Pie would would say, you just gotta you just gotta get the sauce just right. It's true, it's true. You can't rush a sauce. You can't rush uh, a nice direwolf pie. We saw mm. the progress that he made mm. from early seasons to the end. Hot Pie, yeah. Um, by season seven, when he's given the the Westeros CNN update to to Arya about everything that happened, and so you got to be patient. And uh, very excited for everything that's going to be coming up. And there are things, there are still things that are going to be popping up throughout um, yeah. here, like some things that are yet to be dated, like the uh, Gollum video game is still coming, and, yes, and some yes. other stuff. And so there's there's going to be things, and who knows what happens with rings. Um, with yeah. all their rights being bought and stuff. so it, Yeah, the business is an interesting time. We got some people checking in here in the live chat. I want to shout out Ben Franklin. He had a comment waiting for us. Says, I think the music is an underrated part of why these franchises are so loved. We're going to take a mm. lot of questions here tonight. Uh, a shorter show, but we're going to hang out with y'all. I think it's a great kind of question slash comment from Ben Franklin 15, uh, the 15th uh, uh, Ben Franklin in the world there. Uh, <laughs> without a doubt, the music is appreciated. And we'll focus your Lord of the Rings, Howard Shore, whatever uh, you want yeah. to go that direction. Also, the Rings of Power, uh, Bear McCreary. And then, um, obviously, Raman Jawadi, uh, an absolute rock star handling Game of Thrones. They're yeah. so, they are heralded, they are loved, but that is probably one of those secret sauce things, like John Williams, where that kind of fuels some of the, uh, the love for the series, too. Yeah, it's just instantly... Iconic gets thrown around a lot, but that's what it is. To, to have something on that level that when you hear 
concerning hobbits or when you hear the mm. music of Rohan or when you hear the Game of Thrones theme. I mean, that was a big, that was such a key element that it was a whole topic of conversation leading up to House of the Dragon. What are they going to do? What are they not going to do? The pilot right. not having the opening sequence and yeah. everybody being like, oh God. But then they had to, you know, reports were coming. Don't worry. There's mm. going to be a title sequence coming. And then they used the same theme. And that disappointed some people. Some people felt it made sense. I think we mostly came down on the side of it tracks. I mean, if you want it to be the Star yeah. Wars theme for HBO's Westeros, yeah. let it be. Like, I'm sure if when the Snow Show comes out, <laughs> I would want that theme now. Now, now I would want it for all the shows. Yeah, no, that was a, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, it, 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 to look at it like the the main Star Wars theme because I had a I had a I had a momentary. We even talked about it on the review, just like a momentary, like oh, I would have liked the. House of the Dragon theme, whatever that might end up being, but I, I like establishing mm-hmm. that world there. The title, the subtitle of this episode tonight, it is a live Q&A, but it's also kind of like, what makes us love Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, which is why Ben Franklin had the question uh, waiting. And one of the things, uh, you and I will keep jumping back to this all through the night, Alton, but I want to get your take on this, uh, that opening credit sequence. The sequence, yeah. the music, everything for Game of Thrones, uh, season one, episode one, 2011, Reaching out of the TV and just grabbed me by the by the neck and the collar and pulled me in. That I can't lie was one of the reasons I was just like I was so stunned by the White Walker stuff, which I'll talk about here and I've talked about before. But then I was as I was gathering myself, that music's just taking me around the map, and I just I love that. I knew I wanted to stick around. Yeah, same here. I think it's it's instantly engaging. The fact that it's telling its own portion of the story, like mm. some table setting, letting you know who you're dealing with, what locations you're dealing with. You could pay a lot of attention to it. But then even at that time, yeah. TV got away from the title sequence. Oh, and yeah. I think that it was also refreshing in that way mm-hmm. of the show sort of announcing itself, even stuff that I love stuff that was as big at the same time, like Breaking Bad has a 10 second, just Breaking Bad intro. It doesn't yeah. have a, uh, a sequence. Yeah. And I grew up loving things like Buffy and Angel that have a whole sequence and you would get excited to see how it would change season to season. And, oh, this person made regular. And so now mm. they're going to be like part of it. And it yeah. would be cool to see in Thrones who had top billing, you know, oh, yeah. oh Sean Bean had top and then he's gone. And then I think Dinklage Dink- had it for most of the rest of the show. Yeah. And, that stuff is fun too if you like movies and television as an art. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad they stuck with it even for House of the Dragon. You're so right. Times change. I'm with. I, I I agree with that too. I mean, the fact we might even have too long of an intro with it with theme music and stuff playing here casually talk that, that standard <laughs> changes. But I am from that era, mm-hmm. uh, and I love I love going to YouTube and the 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 people who Game of Thrones if it was a '90s show and they edited an mm. intro. It's it's is hilarious because uh, we go back like one of my favorites because I watched the show later than after it was aired, was Gilmore Girls. And I was watching mm-hmm. that only, it's like 2016. I, was, I just did a big binge and watched all of them. And every episode, I never skipped it, but every episode had the longest, most drawn out lyrics in the song, <laughs> cast highlights, frozen. I, and I kind of love that stuff, but I've never thought until you've said it, the Game of Thrones, that's kind of the same thing spiritually, an intro. Mm-hmm. It that. really is. And, and I think it's important. And I think that it's something that, other shows, uh, I'm not saying they should or they have to, but I'd like to see it get embraced. Um, and I, that's why I was glad, in talking about another show that we have here yeah. uh, on our channel, Rings of Power, mm. also fully embraced that. And they told yeah. visually the entire creation myth in a legally protected way that they could not <laughs> be touched for using Silmarillion stuff. They told it with sand and with that whole yeah. visual and everything. And yeah. um, Willow had 
not a full intro, but more than Lucasfilm normally does. It had its storybook mm-hmm. that would open up with the, the painted drawings transitioning yeah. into the live action. So that was cool. Star Wars has attempted to do it yeah. with that helmet intro that they do now. Works, and stuff. Yeah. Company logo works for me there. But I, I'm yeah. used to it by now. Little Mandal- that Once that Mandalorian theme hits, that's an intro fun- enough for me. Give me the fun. Yeah. Going. It works yeah. for that setting. But I can't, I mean, I can't imagine the Thrones not having it. I would like to see now no matter what show they do that music, but with whatever that showrunner wants to see. Cause I liked that it wasn't mm-hmm. another map yeah. for house of the dragon. It was the painted, not the painted table. It was the, uh, yeah, the, the, the Lyria model, right. Yeah. With the blood and everything going down. So telling, that was cool. Telling um, the story. Telling so maybe the story. with snow, it'll be something beyond the wall or the forests and the, the, the glaciers the and stuff. Just, just Castle Black, just them sitting around Castle Black. What's what's remaining of the wall there? I want to shout out some people <laughs> here in our chat. Uh, Jesse Roach is here saying hello. We, uh, Lauren Romo's here as well. Hey, Romo. Hey. Uh, former contributor and guest of the show and future contributor and guest of the show. And we want to shout out uh, Eric Monroe, who's been with me since the beginning, the old Daily Thrones days. Eric turned 40 last Sunday. It hit me that it'll probably be uh, 50 when A Dream of Spring comes out, unless Alden's One Book Theory comes to pass, which I love. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about your One Book Theory there. But, yeah, this um, this is what happens uh, when you look ahead on the calendar. And even for me, when it's like, ooh, there, Star Wars Episode Nine, that's going to be great. And then I realized, oh, be, be in my mid-40s when that hits. And it, it, it kind of slaps me in the face. You'll get there, Alden. Don't worry. You, I'm a, I'm staring down the barrel of a big one. Uh, you know, we're not <laughs> we're not going to make this a, a four center Octa Radio crossover. But if <laughs> if if 2025 is the movie date, which it seems like it might be, if you're playing at home, mm-hmm. uh, I will. And that's and if it's a December, I yeah. will have just turned 30. Oh, there you for go. the new for the new era. So that will you know that that's been a fun one. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and even this like. Mm. We know they're developing other Thrones shows, but these are not quick turnaround. No, no, you know things. So it's like it's I I could be thirty when Snow comes out, and, and we'll see. And, <laughs> you know, and and Eric talking about these books and everything. Like, yeah, I when's a winner you will get, Eric, before you're forty two. I hope. Oh wow! St- wow. I think. wow! I have faith. I have faith. Two Those years? last updates were. Those last updates where he said he was three quarters done. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're nice. Yeah, it's such a bizarre thing when you think about it. And, and I'm sure I, 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 I've times I've poked at George, you know, and at times I've, 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 I've had complete understanding. And I think I'm kind of in that too. I've just like he just he wants to get it right. He wants to get it right, and I'd rather mm-hmm. him do that. I, 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 had a, I had a brief moment where I thought there was some marketing ploys or something going on, or he wanted to hold off till season eight, and maybe that, that might have been some of it, but. I don't know. He, there's no benefit to him holding on to it unless he's trying to release him as one book. Alden Diaz's big theory we bring up every now and then. <laughs> yeah, the one book theory is it's not. It's like it sounds really cool and, and like mysterious. The yeah. one book theory. It's really just that I don't know, and because he's even joked about it. He joked about it on Colbert. I think he joked about it on Seth Meyers and on that that live talk that they did through mm. uh, Penguin Random House. Is that? Yeah. Is he Penguin Random House? Yeah. I think he is. Sure, I'm just um, gonna, I'm just gonna agree. Yeah, it sounds right. It's a publisher. Uh, but he has joked like, and he's right. The second Windsor winner hits the the stands, mm-hmm. he will have a day of peace, maybe, maybe. before people maybe. start asking for a dream of spring. And so I wonder, with him saying that this manuscript is already far and away longer, it's not even done than any of the previous. Yeah, it, and Dream of Spring, he's already teed up in the past as being the shortest. 
more of a of an epilogue at the end. I gotta wonder if it just gets folded in, like it'll just be a section at the end <laughs> called a dream of spring. Look, I, it, there's the precedent. I think is is the the split in uh, what book four and five, right? Supposed to be mm-hmm. one big giant sprawling thing, and not no, no, hey, let's tell one story here, or mostly focus on here, and another one will come later, and we'll explain it uh, to everyone. So things can change, things can change. So Eric, maybe you won't be fifty, maybe you won't, maybe you won't. <laughs> We're hanging out here tonight. We got hey, look at this uh, good old uh, Nikki Kumar showing up here in chat as well. Look at that smiling face on that profile picture. Uh, Alden and I are hanging out just for a little bit, catching up. Uh, not even worried about catching up news. Talking about why we love these things or what pulled you. In. So, all the uh, specific moments. And, oh, I've told some mm. of the overall stories. You know, I didn't know the books, but then the show come along. Then I then I took the deep dive into the books and actually read past all the shows, that kind of stuff. But little moments. You know I'm obsessed with those little moments. What was one moment early? Whether it was reading the book, I think your the book your book experience is uh, is a little, little different than mine. Yeah, yeah, uh, lesser for sure. Lesser. Um, the show, 2011 or whenever you first took that mm. dive. What, what was the moment that hooked you? Well, I I have an interesting thing with Game of Thrones versus any of my other big franchise loves, which is that it was the only one that I initially shrugged off and came back to later. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember distinctly my uncle was in town and he was staying at our place and he was watching the first episode. And I remember seeing the opening sequence with these who are these guys they don't seem yeah. cool. These Night's Watch guys. I didn't even know what the Night's Watch was. Now there's a zombie. And I remember being like, kind of like falling asleep during it. And remind you, I'm a kid. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 14 when this show starts. <laughs> oh, so no. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, I wasn't. What? it's not hooking me. I don't yeah. have an in. It's not like Star yeah. Wars or, or, you know, other, other magical franchises. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I immediately was just like, eh, boring. This is something that my uncle's watching. Yeah. And then it was a, a girl that I had a crush on. That's the uh, a, a good friend of mine named named Brittany. We're still friends to this day. Who I remember her talking nonstop in freshman year of high school about uh, late freshman year. I guess she had started reading them mm. and was talking about uh, how much she loved Renly and Loris. And I would hear about Renly and Loris, Renly and Loris all the time. Mm. And I was like, who are these guys? Whatever. But of course, you have a crush on this girl. And yeah. so you're like, okay, now I'm interested. So I started listening to her talk about it and she lent me the first book and the first book's the only one that I've read and mm-hmm. I, and but, but reading it back then, it's really dense and I don't think oh, I had yeah. a good reading experience with it, especially painful. being that age. Yeah. Um, but then she got season one on DVD and I, I watched some of it, the death of Ned, of course, huge. Um, and then I think it was the following summer that I was like, I kind of, I want to know what happened to that, that family, to those Starks, to yeah. the, I want to know what happens between, I remember thinking like, oh, the the wolves and the lions, like what happens with them? So then I binged like, everything that we had up to that point, either that thing that mm-hmm. following summer. And, and it was just, are. I don't know what it was, if it was just like being a the little vibe. bit older, yeah. that push, but yeah, clicked. I love that. The world pulls you in. Uh, yeah, for me, that pilot episode, I've talked often of just, all right, Lord of the Rings on TV was kind of this general thing I had heard. Her, knew there were mm-hmm. some books. Um, I don't got time for that. And then, and then that opening sequence north of the wall, that dastardly Night's Watch crew, as you said, um, and, and and just being confused of like, oh, I'm scared. What what the bleep are these White Walkers? What's going on? And then the opening credits hit. But it was it was so that pulled me in. But it was just along the way. I I, I think it was the the humor and, and connection and, and the warmth that Ned and Robert had, whether or not 
you know, I knew everything about them at that time wasn't mm -hmm. key, but just that. And it just seems so real. And, and that old lived in thing you, you hear a lot. And then, then I got the big twist at the end when, when Bran stumbles upon Cersei and Jamie, it just, the, the way they shot it, the way the pacing of it and the beat and him falling onto the credits, basically just fading out on Bran falling. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm, well, I'm definitely back for next week and the rest of my life. There's also just the audacity of that too. Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's an easy joke, and yeah. yes, haha, ha, Game of Thrones and and the and the awkward sibling relationships. Yeah, um, and uh, uncle and niece, as we have found. Um, yeah. Yes, it's yeah. it's weird and everything, but nobody can deny mm -hmm. the just the the massive thunderous rock and roll energy of that show. Just doing that right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, people that didn't know were talking about it. They were, yeah, oh the no, brother no. and sister thing on HBO the yeah. oh this this Game of Thrones thing uh, these like Lord of the Rings but this incest and like <laughs> you know it, like you want uh, it worked <laughs> it worked hey that's how we got it we got some great comments of people uh, sharing that we'll get and we got some uh, questions coming in if you got a question uh, let us know just a general fun topic uh, type of thing let's go but I want to find out how this person got into Game of Thrones. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, welcome back to the show, Nikki Kumar. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Ah, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. I, you know, I don't know if I've been on a show with you without the beard, so I, uh, I'm adjusting. I like your face. Yeah, I like both same. your faces, you know. <laughs> he wanted to show you what he looked like when he discovered ice and fire. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. What got you in, Nikki? What came first, the books, the shows, and what are the moments on the show that made you? Ah, I'm sticking around. Um. Yeah. I. I the the show came first. Um, yeah. yeah. I was Which, a little late. What? I was a little late. We my love friend, that. Yeah. Yeah. My friend. Uh. I think it was like October of that year that it came out. My friend was like, "Hey, we should watch this. You'll love it. All that kind of stuff." And I was like, "Yeah. Okay. Sure." Um, and just like you said, I think it's, it's, you're hooked as soon as brand goes flying out that window. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's peak, like, oh, we got you now. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I think, yeah, after that season one, there were so many moments that stood in my, uh, stand out now that mm -hmm. I like just keep high, high tier. I think, I think Rob's King in the North coronation oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. on a, like a constant loop. <laughs> in my head yeah. even now um and then uh yes. and then yeah after season one i blitzed through the books like i i was like i gotta know got it. I got, just mm. give it to me um so mm. i'd finished the books um before season two came out and then it's then it's been the ride since then and we're still yeah. sort of waiting as you guys were talking and about. that was the there there wasn't there hasn't been a novel released during the run right 
season. I don't believe season. so. Or like, was it, it was May? Like, Dance of Dragons came out in like May 2011, maybe. Roughly, mm. yeah. Which right. me, which makes it like right when the the show was airing. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. But yeah, since then, no. A lot of a lot of other stuff. But I will say, to to all book readers of and every starting point from the show first, folk. I just want to say the best, most respectful people at not spoiling things. Comic yes. book fans could never and will never. <laughs> um, having read comics my entire life, people be spoiling stuff. Ant-Man comes out next week. People will be telling you what Kang does throughout all 50 years of his history. Yeah. Uh, but I never heard anything from Game of Thrones fans, Ice and Fire fans, about what was coming. That's, uh, I love that. We got a great question from Gerald and Ch- Jared in chat. Uh, we're going to get to that. Uh, and I want you guys out there in chat, if you're watching live, share what uh, what hooks you. That's a great point. I, you know, one of those of the time, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, all that stuff going and going strong. Uh, podcasts are going strong. It's, it's, it's a different time. It's still all young. Maybe it seems more innocent, um, but it's still a little different. But the fact, yeah, I did not know about Ned Stark's death. I did not know about, the Red Wedding. And uh, season four was when I was now uh, smart to it, so to speak. But I even had, like, mm-hmm. I had people working with me who were big book fans. Never even, they didn't even do the smug smirk of, oh, mm-hmm, I know it's good. They just, they let me experience yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Which is happening with Last of Us right now. Like, you guys won't believe, just get ready. Just you get ready. And it's, <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. You played it. But yeah, I remember my cousin, Good my, my cousin Stephanie, who was a, a huge reader and would get me hooked on so many different books. Mm-hmm. When John was killed at the end of five, yeah. she's like, oh yeah, I've been sitting on that for years. She never even kind of hinted. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a lot of the, 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 Ned, but particularly the wet red wedding, like people secretly mm-hmm. filming things, and uh, uh, yeah, which was which was fun and entertaining. But yeah, uh, a credit, I think you're right, Alden. In, in, in an era where a lot of fandoms justifiably get criticized, even by the other fans within them, uh, I think generally speaking, they, they they sit on it. They sit on it. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing that. You're even seeing people. I know that we've probably all done this, Nikki. I know you and I've told a couple of people uh, telling House of the Dragon fans. We know you're in the Thrones mood. Do not go back and watch <laughs> Game of Thrones because characters will spoil the Dance of Dragons for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, and Joffrey will laugh while doing it. He yep. knows. He already knew. <laughs> yep. Joffrey knows. Uh, yep. That was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting uh, thing there. Um, well, that's great. Yeah, no, Nikki, I think that's great. Uh, uh, you described uh, a lot of the reasons we all love season one and stuff that sticks with you is the key. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things for me. I was so uh, I you know, I'm a big Jorah fan, uh, as everyone knows, and I, I loved him from the start. It was in his corner from the start, but when he um, when he saves Danny from mm-hmm. the guy trying to you know sell her the poison, I was so naive in that scene. I was like, "What a great time! This guy's gonna sell her some great wine. <laughs> We're all great. Jorah's good. Yeah. What's Jorah yeah. doing? Jorah, what are you doing?" And I think that just that was the first time I was like, "I need to pay better attention. I need to really clue into what's yeah. going on. I can't just sit." sit there on a Sunday night. And not it's true. Attention. That's a good point. You bring up the SO storyline. Mm. I remember telling people when I was first watching it, oh, I, I love everything over here, but when we go over here, I get really confused. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure about certain things. And I was like, Oh, who is this? And these, these guys are warlocks kind of, and this, she's got a prophecy. Like I was so like, I wasn't letting it wash over me. Yeah. I was trying to like encyclopedia mm-hmm. everything. And once I was like, okay, I can 
let me latch on to the to the poetry of it like moments yeah. like when she's you know her the, the season ender when she emerges with the dragons yeah, yeah. and you just get the blood of my blood like i remember just being like let me just feel that and you let yeah. the actors sort of speak to you which momoa is great about in that first season of yeah, i don't know what this guy's about really where he's been or what he's saying a lot of the time but i mm-hmm. know what he's saying yeah yeah the show trusts you a lot it really did trust the viewers Especially in a big way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially someone like Drogo. I mean, Drogo is is one of those characters. It's like when you meet him, you don't like him. Mm-hmm. Or he's terrifying, you know. And and yeah. then you sort of get to, they navigate that relationship. And and then you get to the place where in season two, you're sobbing <laughs> with the, the tent, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's look at some of the responses here. Our buddy Eric Rose is uh for me, it was right after 9-11. I needed a distraction. I finally picked up Game of Thrones, and I could not put it down. It was hooked three or four pages in. There you go. Mm. Book reader uh, back in the day. That's a good way. Uh, Lauren Romo agrees with Alden. I did not watch to right before season six was premiering. And then I love that, coupling that with our Brandon Bell in chat. Never saw the show till like a month before season eight. Just had to watch yeah. because the last season was this big pop culture thing, and I got hooked as soon as it started. Uh, as yeah. soon as I started, I, I love it. I love that experience. I always say, I love how you find things. I don't care. There's no path. There's no one path to find, uh, find yourself in love with these things. Uh, for my path to Lord of the Rings is, uh, not someone who grew up the books, not someone who watched the animated movie. None of that, none of that. It was actually two towers that got me in. So you get there when you want it, when your soul wants you there, I guess. Um, I love that. I love that. Did you, Alda, did you feel there, as you were just kind of taking it in, I know you were younger. Did you feel like you were missing something that you had to get back in? Not just for the girl, but for yourself. You had to I, it dig started deeper. to gain a little bit of like popularity and stuff, and people around high school were talking about it. Um, but it sort of it felt it didn't feel like an explosion until season four. Yes, from from my perspective, like it was like seasons one through three. It wasn't like it was niche or indie, but it, it was no. like this is not Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or Marvel or DC. It's, it's over here. Yeah. Less people know it. It's more complicated and more complicated was sort of always the thing. And yes. then I don't know by the, the time of names. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. By the time of season four though, people were talking about the trial by combat. Like it was a Super Bowl. Like yeah. we were in, we were like, we were in group chats with each other on Facebook messenger. Like, <laughs> Oh, and Oberyn versus the mountain, like it's coming. Yeah. Like that, that, that was mm. huge. And, and not a single book reader in that chat. So we were genuinely, <laughs> genuinely <laughs> discussing it. Yeah. Like, what are his chances? You didn't, you didn't know, <laughs> you didn't know Nikki yet. Nikki wasn't withholding from you there. Uh, no, that's, no. that's, that's a good question here. And I want to get to some of the questions we got in chat here. Uh, Nikki, I'll start with you on this thought here. What, I'm try, this is a time machine question. Uh, I was hooked from season one, but I do, I think, I think it's all the right. Season four was the big season. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I know it was it kept, in season four, they kept setting viewership numbers, but was it for mm-hmm. me, Red Wedding, where do you go on what kind of really, truly made this can't miss water cooler television? Um, yeah, I might, I might go to Red Wedding in terms of like feel? the way it entered the the popular, like, I remember like John Stewart making a Red Wedding joke on the Daily Show, like yeah. when mm-hmm. it, when it, and like, pretty close to when that episode aired. Um, but I think it is, it is an interesting question. It definitely is that like three, three, four era, because I remember a lot of early thrones being like it. Cause there's always that, there's also that paywall. The yeah. accessibility of HBO was, mm-hmm. was a different thing in like 2011, 2012. And sure was. I, was, I was in college when that was airing and, 
And it was, there was a lot of like, so who has HBO? Like, yeah. can, where, mm-hmm. who, where can we go to watch this? Um, can we time a trial? That way it gets you yeah. through most of the season. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. And remember, you were, I, yeah, well, you were getting the app. You had to sign up for DirecTV. Exactly. Yeah. I think like in my little apartment, we had a, they gave us HBO, but it was like kind of fuzzy. Oh man. Um, like it wasn't perfect. So it was like, well, we could watch it, but it doesn't look amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so weird to think back on that, but I think by the time wow, yeah. of like three and four, maybe like the HBO now app was kind of coming into a thing and it just yeah. became like, it, feel, it felt like the accessibility went up a lot. And yeah, I think that's probably, that is probably the window. Yeah, the accessibility is key. That's a great point, guys. This is a weird time machine journey of going back to 2011, where I was just like, "What's what's? Are we still on that Twitter thing? What are we doing?" And I got, <laughs> I got, I got my shows DVR'd. I got, I'm, I'm going to set my DVR for uh, Game of Thrones of uh, a totally different time. And I, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that HBO now, even with like WWE Network. Now we're just talking streaming history. I yeah. still, even though I ha- I paid the nine ninety nine a month that Triple H wanted me to pay. <laughs> I would still order the pay-per-views because I just didn't trust it. I didn't trust it. <laughs> and, and, you know, and Game of Thrones had that vibe. I, w- I was hanging out with some friends, uh, some wonderful folks, uh, like from the Critical World team and all those kind of good folks. We used to hang out and watch Game of Thrones. And, like, I remember w- watching one of the big episodes we had the first time we were watching, like, HBO Now, and it was just like, it ain't it ain't working. Like, the screen, nah, it's not, it's, everyone's on. Everyone turn your router off. Like, stuff. it was just... So that was a weird transition that Game of Thrones was at the forefront for. I think about my, like, again, there was always, I can't remember what season. It might have even been up to season seven. Mm. Season seven was the first season that I lived without fear of how was I going to watch this. Because (laughs) my HBO account was, (laughs) it was my friend's friend's ex-boyfriend's account. Uh, and yeah. we we had kept the password and like for like yeah. for the like fool. years. Yeah. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank for like God. years we were wondering, is this guy gonna like change his <laughs> account? Are we gonna be screwed out of this thing? <laughs> they, yeah. And then and then I think finally, whenever um I guess it was it HBO Go, was that the I forget all it is HBO now, HBO Go, HBO Max, yeah. it all changed. Um <laughs> yeah. but then I think by se- by seven, I was like a, a yeah. full adult, like I am yeah. in control of my own account. Um, they, it's it's such a goofy thing. It's funny. Like I haven't even thought about that until this conversation started. Yeah, it was Just true. How weird it is. Well, thank God Netflix is stopping that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, incredible. Incre- yeah. It's gonna go so well for them. It's already uh, working great. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. I love, I love, uh, and then, yeah, this is one of the things it's like, uh, you know, I'm one of those Beatles fans who remind you it ain't just the music it's stuff they did in the studio. That's part of their legacy. I really think Game of Thrones is part of that where, where this caused a lot of folks to like, all right, I guess I'll get the app or yes, I got to get HBO. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that, mm-hmm. that new era of prestige television. All right. All right. I do want to get some questions here. Uh, this one going back on up. I should have saved it. I did not. That is my fault for doing that. Uh, we've got Jared. You had this question here. There, no, that's not it. Usually, you I save got it. it. There you go. You got it. Bring it up there. Boom. That's the there one. <laughs> Better swordsman, Mad Mardigan, or the Sword of the Morning? <laughs> Mad oh my goodness! Oh, uh, Jared. Mm, there you go. What do you got, Jared? Now, here's the thing. I've seen Mad Mardigan fight. He really is great. He really is He's great. <laughs> and so are his kids. Um, and his wife, yeah, <laughs> the whole yeah. family, yeah. epic swords, or, swordsmen and women. Um, 
I've never seen Arthur Dane fight outside of just the once. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> it was pretty impressive, and he he got you know the screw job one finish. flashback. Yeah, he got a screw job finish. Mm-hmm. Howland uh, dishonorable mm-hmm. kill. Mm-hmm. Um, he was dual wielding. He didn't look like he was really even breaking a sweat against no. Adam Howland and them. So he was chill. I you know I think in terms of drinking buddies, I want Mad Mardigan. Uh, Arthur Dane seems to be a rather serious chap. Um, yeah. You know, practiced and studied in his in his craft. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going Dane. It's that. It's that. The way that that fight. That's still one of my favorite little sequences because mm-hmm. uh, I was so I was, and I, I would I was try. I would once I became a book reader ahead of the show. I definitely tried to keep it keep it going. Wouldn't spoil things, but I couldn't yeah. stop my excitement for that stuff. Where I'd tell friends, oh, 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 sort of the morning. They're like, what are you talking? Oh, I just do that. I just I just look like I was freaking out. Just oh, was like, the, <laughs> I was reading something a few weeks ago about. Yeah. House Dane, and how it's like he based it off the what's it, what's that superhero called? Oh, okay. So this is a fun connection. Superman. Yeah, we, t- we did yeah. talk about this. So House Dane, because Martin is a, is an old school Marvel comics fan. Um, that name was this confirmed or is a theory? I can't remember. I, I think it's a theory, but it's like, like a theory it's based on Martin's like, yeah. fandom. Yeah, because it's exactly the era mm. of comics that Martin read. For those mm-hmm. that don't know, George R. R. Martin, you could find his old fan letters to Stan yeah. uh, in Fantastic Four and Doctor Strange. He loved Multiverse of Madness because of how it felt so old school. House Dane, Sword of the Morning, that sword, it doesn't, it, it came from like a Starfall. Yeah. Like, like, a, like it was yeah. like a comment or something. Right. Yeah. That's why like, yeah, their, their house seat is Starfall. And yeah. it, right. And exactly. It's like, yeah, the, the metal so of the comment. Yeah. That connects to Dane Whitman, That's right. who is oh. the Black Knight in Marvel Comics, who has the cursed ebony blade, who is now played by Kit Harrington. And isn't that sword like a meteorite or something? And that sword comes from yeah. a meteorite as well, and it's cursed yeah. and everything. So Martin <laughs> Martin referenced Marvel, who then took the actor who played Martin's hero and put him as that character. Oh my life's Very a circle. Uh, that's great. That is great. So all right, so we I, it seems like we're saying Dane in a walk. I think he but, wins. I think he, I think he wins. I think because it's like he's the greatest ever, and Barristan is like the greatest living. But even Barristan would say that Arthur was better than him, right? Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, as a, I, as a pure swordsman, But yeah. it, it just also seems that Barristan has that kind of class, right? Even if it wasn't 100 He's humble. True. He's humble. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to say, I think Arthur Dane is easily better. I think Mad Mardigan wins that fight, though, because we already Dishonor. saw we already saw Dane. Yeah, get taken out, Lo- and I won't say him. won't say it was any. It won't say it's anything as sort of you know dishonorable as what yeah, Alan yeah. Reed did. But yeah. it's like it's that ability to just he's got that wily dumb luck that will yeah. just get him through. I don't know. It's what the same be. way that Han Solo has faced guys that could should easily oh, yeah. outclass exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting thing, but but you think about that. <laughs> roster like yeah. that end of the Mad King's reign, Kingsguard roster, where you have the greatest ever, then <laughs> the second greatest ever, and then the greatest prodigy ever, and the, like it was just I, their training sessions must have gone hard. I love. Uh, I I I am a sports fan. I, I don't think you are, Alden or Nikki. I don't I don't quite know, but uh, you you like Nikki watch is. you I you do. like you like watching sports across the pond more than I do. But. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now that I remember, now remember your tweets now. Yeah, I love talking about the Kingsguard, like, sports rosters. Like, they're great. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, man, the 77 Reds, man. Woo, 
And it's like, oh, <laughs> the Mad Kings, Kings. Oh man, that that's that third year that the Kings guard the best. I I love that. I, I want to. I think do, that's how they series. do it in universe too. Yeah, because there's a lot in the um in the books certainly where I think John is talking about how he and Rob used to play as the Knights, and he was like, I was I always wanted to be like Sirium Redwin. Yes, and, you're right. Who I think is the guy. He's he's in House of the Dragon. Yes, um, yes. In, this, in the second episode, Viserys is like, "Oh, he died. Okay, right? Like he's comfortable." Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, like, and that guy was like, yeah, like you know, you're uh, um, you're like Bill Russell, <laughs> like <laughs> the was, Kingsguard. Like he, yeah, he's like always seen as like the greatest. Yeah. I wonder I if that. like the kids of Westeros, maybe there's lore on this, like because mm. we know that there's the Book of Brothers and like that they they, yeah, they, yeah. they keep their own lore, but how those stories trickled down. It's so interesting. Like who they know about who they don't, we know Ned told his version of the events and I guess it's up to the fathers and their kids and yeah, all that. But it's mm-hmm. super interesting to think. And I, I, that's one thing I've loved about house of dragon season one was the way that they've, they haven't undercut anyone. Like you still feel the power of characters like Westerling and Kristen and all them, but yeah. it, you still had Rhaenys and Corliss be like, these guys ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. not like the Magor era yeah. era because they came up in a piece. Yeah. These are summer the nights of summer. They're tourney yeah. guys. Yeah, tourney guys, mm-hmm. tourney guys. Yeah, oh uh, the these guys. They're, they're, these pitchers don't even go five innings anymore. <laughs> in my day, Nolan Ryan would throw three hundred pitchers and then still Ugh. pitch in the next game. I uh, love that stuff. Uh, well, well, we should do a should find a good resource on it. We'll just do a big ranking, uh, like it's a sports talk episode of just rank, ranking the Kings guard. <laughs> ranking the Kings. Guard. I'm gonna show up with a cigar. We're gonna, it's gonna be like a black and white filter over the, over the episode. Amazing. Oh, uh, love that. Love that. There. Oh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, Brandon Bell says this. When you guys start talking about doing a show on Rings of Power, that's the first time I ever watched LOTR. Uh, really like them. Got the books for Christmas this year. See. Never have any shame about when you start, and never let anyone shame you when you start. It, it finds you when it needs to find you. I love that. I love the that. door is always open. I tell you, look for me. It's, it always is. I, I've said it a little bit before here. I, just, I don't want to remix, remix too too much, but it's like I, I grew up in a Chronicles of Narnia house, which is fine. I like C.S. Lewis works and like those books. Uh, movies uh, were okay. I haven't revisited them in a long time, but uh, so I wasn't handed Lord of the Rings. I was not passed down to me. I was not told to read The Hobbit. Uh, none of that. None of that. And then so when uh, Jackson's first movie came out, I had some resentment against it because I was a Star Wars guy, and I was like, oh, I have pe- people are liking this one better than Phantom Menace. F this thing. <laughs> F this thing. Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Yeah. Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah. I'm like, no. Mr. Hurt, man. <laughs> no. Uh, and then. Uh, uh, I got invited. Uh, my final uh, <laughs> final Groundlings class, two thousand two. Got invited with some friends after we had uh, finished the class, and and they were like, "We're gonna, hey, we're gonna go to see Two Towers." And I was like, "Like you could hear my eye roll all the way uh, in the ocean across the ocean there." Just, and then I, within two minutes, I was like, "I'm a fool. I'm a effing fool. This is amazing." And I, was, I was there. Really, with a with a demon, yeah, dinosaur. Look at yeah, because here I, I needed I, I needed the recap. I needed. I didn't know. Yeah. I did not. I did not know. I did not That's know true, any yeah. of this stuff because and I knew it in pop culture. I knew Frodo yeah. was some I don't know some guy and he goes and gets some ring. I I never paid attention to him, and yeah. just that flashback and uh, you know uh, that opening goes hard. It goes that, hard if you're not into it, like. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just pretty, you might be else. dead. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> that, but that's it. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, it's so funny you read that out, Ken. The yeah. Phantom Menace, like, because Nikki and I just mm. the other night uh, off air because you know mm. 
we're bored. Um, we're talking about the insult that even Williams didn't get prequel nominations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got insult. nominated for every trilogy, every installment of every trilogy and zero prequels. Yep, six out of nine, and no prequels. Yeah. Look, you know, I just released a uh, just released a new essay over on Four Center's YouTube channel, Jar Jar and the Queen, and it's not doing well number wise because just I think people just have a they have a, a shield up to the greatness to the. To I don't the think depth. they're ready to hear a smart take about uh, that these Jar Jar, even that, in yeah that he means something in Star Wars yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of Star Wars, i got a question here. Uh, we got about five, ten minutes left, so if you want a question, get it in. Uh, let us know. Uh, Eric Monroe says, different version of a question I asked two weeks ago. What Star Wars character would you put in Game of Thrones? Count Dooku mm. would be my pick. Uh, yeah, I love mm. these questions. They pop up every now and then because I think the answer can kind of change for me along yeah. the way. Dooku is a great one. And Dooku is one of those go-to ones um, that really works for me there. I just Dooku and Tywin at the yeah. same table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any uh, answers that popped your head? Well, again, like we we, we explored this with Willow, sending people to, into ice and fire is a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. who am I going to send? Maybe I'm maybe I'm sending someone in. Like maybe I'm sending in Pong Krell. Maybe I'm sending in somebody who is who fits that world mm-hmm. Ooh, in, in a way that great. maybe I'm not even like a fan of theirs, but they just mm. should be there. I like that. It's because I was going to say something like, I would love Ray to head over there, meet Arya, fall in love, and they both just sail <laughs> and they just leave. Like they mm-hmm. get in a sword fight mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, oh, you're, and then they get on a ship and go west of Westeros and, and we never need to see them again and they go go live a peaceful life. Pong Krell's a great answer. A great A, traitorous, immoral a hole. He belongs in there. <laughs> a massive general. He'd be yeah. like Pong Krell. He'd be like the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. The Lannisters are the true power of this universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Lord Robos is a Saj Ventress. I really like that answer. I love that. Uh, Nikki, who you got? Who you pulled I, over? Is it punishment or is it a reward for them to come over? It, I'm going to say it. I'm, I don't want to say it's punishment. I think this guy can handle it. Mm-hmm. He's, he is literally armored in the, in the best way. Okay. Um, I think... I would want this story to be sort of comedic, but in the same way that he doesn't understand he's even in Star Wars, I'd like to put <laughs> Din Djarin in yeah. Westeros and he'll just have no idea what's going on and he'll just go with the flow. He'll be like, oh, you need a hired gun or a hired sword? Yeah. Sure, I'll go. Um, and yeah, I'd just love to see him meet, you know, mm-hmm. the great houses and be like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> what's great is that like, he's because he's Din, he would absolutely end up at every key location. <laughs> on the Iron Throne. Yes. He would be on the Iron Throne, but he would end up like up with like the Three-Eyed Raven and he'd be like, yeah. are you a Jedi? <laughs> I, I, I'm in the middle of a Mandalorian rewatch and getting ready for season three. And I love, I don't want anyone to think I don't absolutely love this show from top to bottom. But the amount of times that Din, to your point, Nikki, is like, what's Star Wars? And it's just mm-hmm. like, what am I in? I, so I, good. I constantly love that stuff. Does he this would. look Jedi to you? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. It's pretty awesome. There was that tweet after the season three trailer because he has that beautiful dialogue at the beginning of the trailer. Like our people are scattered like stars in the sky. And people were like, how is he this? But he's also, is that a bench? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Only explanation. Someone wrote that for him and he's reading it. <laughs> read it. All the reasons. I yeah, love that. Amoeba gas God is a great answer from Oscar film forecast. I, I can get behind that. Good old Small man can cast a very long shadow. He'd be great. Oh, He'd be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so those are some wonderful. I'm trying to think of who else is just uh, 
Oh, I got. I'm actually holding an answer. He would be a great, like a hot pie. Be like a character in the background. I got just today. I got a custom time grappler figure. Uh, someone made this. Uh, sh shout out to Will Dixon over in the Force Center Discord who sent me this. There's a good there. Focus, focus. So there's a custom Robert 3D print. He does look like, Cameras, but yeah. he would be he'd be the guy up at the at the wall. He'd be like the blacksmith type character. He'd be he he'd time grapple some some whites, and I think I, I, I put him in that world. That'd be fantastic. I he, think he would be awesome at the the Battle of Castle Black. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like guys coming over, and he just. Yeah, just position him right there, like yeah. the uh, the chef guy when he comes yeah. out with the the Borman cleaver <laughs> right in the yes. in the battle. Yeah. Uh, Jared <laughs> says uh, Dexter with hot pie. That'd be that'd be that's good. beautiful. That'd be great. Like oh, that. them working at a at an inn. That'd be awesome. The inn at yeah. the crossroads. Dex would be so well. The other the only other thing I could think of is to send in some really uh, cosmic beings like the Bendu or the daughter. Oh, Just because yeah. I, I would like to see like how people like Melisandre deal with the actual manifestations of like godly things, yeah, and how it would challenge them, like or, or someone like Stannis, he would be like, yeah, you're clearly you sold me a false bill of goods because this big moose is yeah. giving me advice, and I could see him, and you, ooh, and that's great, and that's great, get the spiritual sense. You said Bendo, then you said Stannis, and that made me think of Thrawn. Thrawn and Stannis mm. having a sit down would be probably an interesting. I don't know, be a long conversation maybe, but Stannis wouldn't say much. He just let let him go. But Thrawn in this the way world, that Thrawn would, yeah. Like, how does Thrawn handle something like Blackwater? You know, well, and, and Thrawn is someone as we know uh, uses. Uh, there's this, this debate late lately about is Thrawn a good guy or a bad guy, and I am decidedly on the bad guy side. Uh, for mm -hmm. reasons, but one of them is he is uh, loves to study your culture and then use it against you to destroy you. So mm -hmm. I think th in this world where every house has their history, man, he would oh. his head would explode <laughs> just with all the information. Yeah, that's a banquet. Um, I think <laughs> one image that is now in my head is the the back shot of Jon Snow with the charging cavalry. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, what if I could just take him out and replace him with? General Grievous with four twirling lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say replace the horses with Orbox. Orbox, it's like, good. oh yeah. 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 Wilva Clayton did shout oh, out. We got to do the uh, the the connect uh, Maul versus the Night King since they're so similarly designed. That'd be fun. The Hornhead battle. Yep. A uh, couple more uh, minutes here on the show. We're just hanging out here tonight, catching up with all of you. Uh, some other things planned in the. Uh, Coming weeks and months here for uh, uh, Casually Talk as we talk about House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, all those wonderful things. And hopefully Willow, Willow Volume 2. I hope we get something at uh, Star Wars Celebration. Willow 2. Uh, Jared Willow has this two. question. You've been crowned king. Build oh, you a small council. From oh, from boy. from the existing world? Ah. Uh, from real people, <laughs> yeah. From real, real people, people, we actually have. We have, we have mine. <laughs> we have mine. We built mine. Ken, you're my hand in ours. I'm your hand. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with that power over your life, or if I want it, fix, fix it, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think uh, yeah. I might be Go putting do. kerosene. On I know the, we've the done. Mm. Oh, no, I was like, I might be lighting more of fires in your in your uh, life uh, by just associating <laughs> yeah, we with. We did me. a we did a real one with like people we know. We did a Kingsguard, but I'm assuming you mean characters. Yeah, kind of so, mix it up. But see, so let's see. We mm. got you need a hand, you need a whispers, mm -hmm. you need war, mm -hmm. you need laws, you need ships, ships. Mm -hmm. you need a grand maester. Mm -hmm. Is there any is uh, any other roles? 
Um, you can have you can have Lord optional Commander. Dorn, uh, optional yeah. Dorn, <laughs> Lord Commander. See, yep. It's it's very tough. Like City like Watchers. I, I yeah. how am I not putting Varus on on as Master Whispers? You know, like I, there's some answers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the answer. I ain't changing nothing. I want Pycelle yeah. out of there, but I I'm not putting Kyburn in there. I don't know. He's not even a maester. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was disbarred. He was defrocked. Yeah, I think I Jared think whispers. I would also keep yeah. Varus. Um, okay. See, yeah. See, Maester Maester Lewin is someone I would like promote oh, to grad yeah. Maester. Yeah. I just I got the sense that Maester Lewin just didn't want any of that. Like he's like, mm-hmm. I'm good at, at up here in the north. Let me just get muddy in the snow. I don't want any. Pay- you know the paperwork That's that a, a grand maester's got to go through. No, nah, I ain't filing nothing. No, I'm I'm not I'm not going to sign up for the King's Landing slack. I'm not on it. No, yeah. definitely not Crescent. That guy can't even poison someone properly. <laughs> no, yeah, no, not T- him. Romo's going with Tyrion. Tyrion is hand. It's That's a good one. And then going into looking at uh, House of the Dragon, you know, it's like who could you who can you trust? Who could be lethal? Handle the things that need to protect you, but not get hungry on their own power and wipe you out. It's very Sith-like when you choose yeah. some hands. Or something. that is a that it's is a, a very choice. thin thin mm-hmm. line to walk. <laughs> I I have an interesting hand pick. Okay, not quite sure if she has the ruthlessness, but I also don't know if I want her to. Okay, I'm gonna choose Missande of Narth. Oh, that's a mm. great pick. That's a great pick. You know why? Because Missende knows, she knows the lay of the land. She knows the language. She knows mm-hmm. the pe- pe- people. She knows how to get there. She knows how to talk sense into you just as much as anyone in, the, in, the, in there with you. I think mm-hmm. just getting the position might empower her more. She obviously mm-hmm. didn't feel like she had this kind of power and this kind of career path, right, to, to look at it yeah. seriously. And if yeah. you, like, no, no, I'm putting my vote of confidence in you, I bet she'd flourish in that role. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I think it, it would be the one of the rare people that you could actually trust uh, Maester, I love your picks. I'm going to go with, I don't know if he'd want to come down, but I'm going to pick Maester Eamon anyway in this fantasy draft. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit younger. You know, yeah, he, you're yeah. right. He wants nothing to do with the, the, the landing, but. Uh, Which I'm hoping if the, the Duncan Egg show goes forward that we do get that young mm-hmm. young version. Yeah, well, we'll look at HBO Max and their budget and find out if they can cast Maester <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, like, uh, I like Jared saying Bran as hand, but I Bran as Masters of Whispers. Might be the perfect pick because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's going to know 100% effectiveness. Yeah. 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 No notes. Oh, no man, failure. That's a good one. I think um, my City Watch, Commander of the City Watch, I would go with Dario. Interesting pick. It's a better, like, I love Braun, but that's, you don't put that guy in, a, in an admin position, you know. No, the no. fact that he Sorry. made it all the way to Master of Ships is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not somebody that dislikes that. I know it made a lot of people annoyed. Yeah. 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 But it is really funny. Yeah. Is he not coin in the end? Oh, he is coin. Ron? You're right. Davos is ships. You're right. But yeah, he's coin. But he has a uh, he has the reach. Right? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah he's he has high guard. He has high guard. Yeah. Eric, Eric, Unreal. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eric Morosa stands to be a master of ships since he actually destroyed the great Grey Dray fleet, uh, who they thought would be unbeatable. Mm. Uh, I love that. Lauren Romo's going command of the watch. Damon, uh, my hand is Davos. I I I think Missandei's a great oh, pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Davos, I'll tell you what though, uh, if you get Leanna Mormont, if you, if she wants to give up any, uh, anything back home and survives in this scenario, we don't, we're not worried about character's deaths. She'd be a great hand. She'd also be a great queen. Let's be honest. But if I'm in, if I'm, I'd want her there as a great number two. And we might not, di- we not, might not disagree. This might be like, uh, bringing a little bit of a political opponent into your cabinet. This might be that, but she would tell me the truth and she would be righteous and true. 
So her or Davos Missandei, that's a good pick too. That's a good one. Uh, ships, I put Yara Greyjoy. Ooh. I'm almost done filling this out. Oh, you're actually you actually got a worksheet. I love this. I got I got <laughs> I have an iPhone note going. Uh, war. I have war and I have laws. For laws, I'm gonna put. I'm going to hmm. put uh, uh, Ned Stark for laws. Yeah, he would try to keep everything honest. So you could go Stannis, yeah. but people are gonna be losing fingers. Well, again, because you're trying to build your council and you want maybe, you do want maybe a hatchet man or hatchet woman or some, someone to, to handle the tough stuff, but yeah. you also want to be kind of have the people like who you're working with and working mm, who's yeah. working for you. Mm. I have Lord Commander and War left to fill, which I feel like are the two most fun. <laughs> Jared, yeah, Jared's got Brienne of uh, Tarth for Kingsguard Captain. Definitely, definitely got that oh, as well. Yeah. I, oh. If I'm not mistaken, I think in universe, like Stannis is seen as like the great tactical mind yes mm-hmm. um so yes. i think he would be a good war pick mm-hmm. that's a good one too you know oh i got I, i'm stuck on hand options so maybe there's somewhere else i can put up there but uh i would try my hardest again this is a scenario where i'm on the throne there's a piece there's no one's dead all right we solved this all with handshakes i would want to get uh uh mance raider down and say come on down we'll unite everybody you be the hand mm. you be yeah. the hand that's a good one. Might work. He probably turned I it down. I forgot about yeah. coin. I'm going to say Lady Olena. Ooh, Lady Olena is good. Um, yeah, well, that's good. The better, the better question might be: uh, Who do you want as uh, your your, uh, your betrothed, <laughs> so that they could mm. <laughs> try to take the throne from you, maybe, or truly uh, make everyone love you if they hate you? That might be it. So I, that we know the answer is Marjorie Tucker. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think Lord Commander, I'm going to put Jorah. Oh, good call. I forgot my guy Jorah. I didn't even think about that. Jorah, Jorah with the, you know, let's say he's redeemed and he's, he loves he's, you. he's allowed back <laughs> in and yeah, just give him the, give him the white cloak and let him serve. He's great That's at serving. Good. He's, he's a superb knight. Uh, and then yeah, war, maybe war comes down to maybe war. I give to like, because I haven't, I've picked almost entirely from the Game of Thrones era. I haven't mm-hmm. picked really from the Hot D era. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. War, I, <laughs> war I'm going to give to Damon. <laughs> Damon's good. I, Corliss, Corliss would be yeah. someone. Master of Ships is a great thing for him, obviously. Obviously, yeah. but but uh, sliding him over to the war slot, too. Someone who, know, who someone who's, knows the land, knows how to fight, but is not quite Damon. But, you know, you just want Damon and your team, and I get it. I do. I almost yeah. put Craig and Stark for Law's. But mm. that's getting into Stannis territory. <laughs> getting, yeah, that's getting into people. People dying. <laughs> yeah, people dying. Uh, yeah, no, and plus, you know, that's that's Nikki's pick for everything. So you don't want, you don't want to step on that. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to step true. on that. Very important. Shout out to uh, Big Lou. Big Lou's Clubhouse is in the chat. Uh, you're not late. You're here when you need to. Here for a few more minutes. Uh, so if you have a, a question, silly, serious, otherwise, get it on in here. Uh, and uh, we got uh, our friends at Oscar Film Forecast asking, how would you feel about a Lego Game of Thrones game? So I'll answer quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a win. I just have to, I finally have to admit that as much as I'm a Lego collector, much as I love games and have loved Lego games, I lose interest in them days after I get them. So Skywalker Saga, beautiful game. I completed it, haven't touched it. So uh, I think I would. I just hope it would, I hope it would keep my attention going a little bit more. Like I, the Lord of the Rings Lego game years ago now, uh, mm-hmm. I gave up two, two levels in. I got stuck 
Like my fellowship got stuck on a log or something. <laughs> it's like F this. I gave the game back to my friend. I was like that with the Clone Wars one. And yeah. I think like we could not even get off the malevolence. Yeah. Like, that was like level one. <laughs> like we, we're like, we're lost. Yeah. We're tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I don't I don't mean to give it negative answers. I think it's a wonderful question. I yeah. yes, absolutely would want. I'd, I still want a a, a, a a Lord of the Rings game that, or excuse me, and, and Lord of the Rings game, but a, a Game of Thrones game that, uh, has that big feel like you're truly mm-hmm. in the land and world. When I worked at the Lego store, we had so many people come all the time and be like, do you have Game of Thrones logos? Think, and yeah. unfortunately, no, obviously. Um, and it, it's one of those things where it's like, and it probably never will no. because Lego so like family oriented and <laughs> like you have to be that. It's like that age because like people mm-hmm. are like, yeah, but you do Star Wars. Like Star Wars is violent. I'm like, come on. <laughs> it's like it's so. It's like they, Star they Wars doesn't like, have Baelish yeah. in it. It's come like, on. They don't guys. even like giving like making the blasters in Star Wars. Like that's they how don't. conscious they are of that. You're, you're killing me. I love. Yeah. This. I want to see the Lego, the the Lego Baelish's brothel set. Yeah, ages. Yep. 39 and up. Yeah, it comes with 15 minifigs. I can't do my favorite quote on this channel for fear of demonetization. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, like that. There are so many. I, I Big Lou right here has got connecting to this. Yeah. Uh, what GOT Lego said. I mean, outside yeah. of Bales, like there's so many ones that could go so south. But, but here's the um, thing. I, I will say this. I was laughing. I was in, uh, in, a, in a big box store the other day and I always take that swing to the toy aisle and they have some new uh, of the some of the Lego sets that are Andor sets. And of course I want them. But I, I, I had what you thought uh, when you were talking about Nikki. I was like, wow, Andor. Mm, not marketable <laughs> for a kid. Here's the That's prison an expensive set. The prison, yeah. Pri- here's the prison riot. The Narkina Five set. Yeah. Is that what they're selling, Narkina? No. Uh, there's. I forget. There's, <laughs> no. There's uh, a couple of. There's more. Oh. Oh. You know what it was? It was. Uh, it was uh, Cyril. Uh, and the and the ship with the with the uh, security oh, force okay. ship when they're going to arrest. Yeah. So I think they yeah. have. They it's have episode Andor. three. Yeah. yeah. They, it's episode three. I don't think they have uh, uh, his sergeant uh, buddy there. Yes, let's go get him, sir. But uh, <laughs> I think it's Luthen, Andor, and Cyril, and I'm like, yeah, man, this is an odd. It's it's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different yeah. as a Lego. You set. get a cool speeder bike, but yeah, yeah. Like, I think with Game of Thrones, what you do is you go like the icons slash architecture line, and you mm. make like the castles. I think an architecture Winterfell would be like stunning. Yeah, the Red um, Keep, Red Keep, High Garden, Castle yeah. Rock. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. And, um, yeah, yeah, you could do all that, and then like. With the icons one, like they did the, uh, or kind of recently they did the Jurassic Park gate with a big yeah. T Rex, and you could do it like a Drogon or, or something. Uh, I would love that. Yeah, there are options. Our too. friends at Oscar Film Forecast say they just announced a beautiful Lord of the Rings Rivendell set. I saw that. It spans the length of an entire, uh, you know, uh, chest of drawers. Yep. So it's impressive. It's impressive. That's beautiful. I, my, my days the of getting the Negroni Spagliato are, with mm. Prosecco in it of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> With Prosecco. You got to pause with that yet. With Prosecco. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Ooh, stunning. Stunning. Yeah. Ooh, stunning. Ooh, stunning. <laughs> uh, Eric Woodrow says, House Forester was interesting in the Telltale game, underrated house. I, yeah, in terms of... Uh, I never uh, played game, it. I did it's play... It's super cool. I, yeah, yes. It, you know what? It's very cool. Uh, I just... I played it... Uh, I went through and tried to play it again to change my choices, and it all kind of leads back to the same. And I was like, uh, I like a little bit more uh, yeah. control. They don't choices. exist. 
anymore, do they? Telltale? I don't, I don't think they do. Yeah. I yeah. think they went under after Batman. Yeah, but House House Forrester was I really did like that. And it was, it was a, a, it was a cool story, story that they like fit in there. It was yeah. adjacent to the show events. Like yes. it was like happening around you. Yeah. You're at yeah. the yeah. uh you're at the Red Wedding, I think, at the start. Yeah. And you go. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. All right. All right. We are gonna sign on out. We are gonna sign on out. You guys in live chat having a lot of fun with us. We appreciate it. We're just kind of hanging out. We'll be doing this uh, as we build towards uh, other shows and, and interview series and, and stuff like that coming uh your way. We also have a couple shorts up there, some uh, Lord of the Rings figure reviews from our friends at Gentle Giant, more of that kind of stuff on the way too. Some shorts, you know, we'll do all the content creation things here, but uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Alden, you are content creating uh, as well. I know that t- that's an h- empty, hollow term, but it's what Thank we do. You. Where are you sure. doing other things? <laughs> yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Hive, all those places at that Alden Diaz on Octo Radio, Star Wars podcast, AHCHTO Radio, doing uh, interviews, some other stuff coming up, um, some authors, uh, higher public people coming on the show soon, getting ready for Visions season two. I know we're going to be part of the coverage for that and some other stuff. And then uh, yeah, writing around the internet, doing other things. Uh, hit me up and let's talk about uh, Young Jedi Adventures coming at Disney Junior. Ooh, it looks, I actually really, I love <laughs> Yoda. I want a Yoda Young yeah. Jedi Adventures figure. He looks great. Yep. Oh, I'm going to be watching the preschool show. Get ready. Absolutely, absolutely. Nikki, uh, where can we find you and when are you watching the preschool show? As soon as it drops, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a YouTube one? Yeah. Or is it Disney Plus? It's, it's Disney, Disney Junior Disney. and Disney Plus. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um, anyway, you can follow me at Nequitius, N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S on Twitter, where, I don't know, we're, we're talking about the Chimerian Cures now, so um, yeah. come on, come join in. And uh, yeah, you can follow the Imperial Senate Podcast for Star Wars stuff. It's at Pod, one and done film club, which I do with Alden, um, at one, the letter N, done show, and other Love stuff. It. <laughs> Love it. Hey, if you want to follow me, go to KenNapsack.com for more information, things like Pop Rock and Radio, The Blathering, and a whole lot more. And, of course, Force Center as well if you want some Star Wars talk. We'll do it again, my friends. We'll see you next time. Beware, you know, keep your head on straight out there for uh, The Night is Dark and Full of Terrors. <laughs> <laughs>